You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show, the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, feel free to do so at 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any, so Jonathan, what's going on, man? Hey, Ryan, this is Jonathan from Colorado. I had a thought or a question, I should say, instead. Um, so I was just a pop and you were saying how they're going to focus on tradition and history. Maybe a Hail Mary. What are the odds? Let's say Aaron Rodgers retires. This year, kind of, this last year playing, whatever, retires. What are the odds that they bring him back to make a pick? I make the Packers first overall pick or something like that. You can't be Brett Favre, obviously. Um, just want to know what you thought about Thank you. Oh, I was struggling with that one. Um, I, I, I'm I'm ninety percent sure that I'm getting your question wrong because I didn't understand it, but this is th- kind of what I got out of this. Um, what are the odds if Rogers retires that we bring him back? I, I I'm gonna pretend that that's what you said and then just say the odds are almost zero because we don't want to go in that direction. I don't think Rogers does either, but. Um, yeah, if you want to call back with that one, I could not understand what you were saying. Hey, Ryan. This is Trucker Bob. Howdy. First, I'm going to apologize for that last phone call where I talked about Aaron Rodgers and uh, and stuff. I never put it in context for you, so you kind of didn't have any idea what I was talking about. It was right. actually a continuation of two previous uh, phone calls, but since I didn't reference them and you've had hundreds of uh, phone calls and computer uh, football dialogue, you didn't have any idea. So it's my fault that I didn't reference and give background to what I was talking about. I just wanted to call and apologize for that. Sorry. You good? Anyways, I've got a different question for you. That last discussion, as far as I'm concerned, is over with. I want to talk about the Lions. I was watching ESPN 
the other day, and they were talking about the what they were going to predict the order of the NFC North. And they had the Vikings first, the Lions second, Bears third, and the Packers last. Which, you know, that's fine with me. We got a lot of unknowns. However, you know, I've watched the Lions now since the early 60s. The first Packer football game I ever remember was Green Bay went into Thanksgiving, 1962, and uh, lost that game. And it was the only game they lost that year. They went in undefeated the Lions really beat the crap out of them. So I've watched the Lions for, what, 50 years? And they make a lot of mistakes. Here they are. They finally got a winning team. They're looking at the playoffs, and what do they do? They have a good running back backfield in Williams and Swift, and they turn around let both of them go, and now they waste the free agency signing and a first-round draft pick on running backs when they could have kept what they had, right. which was actually a good backfield, Very they got a different draft, first-round draft choice to improve the team and a free agent signing, which would improve the team. This is why the Lions never are that good. They make a lot of dumb decisions like that. I don't know what else to say, but, you know, I don't think the Lions are going to do that well. They just had two assets they could have picked up to add to the assets they already have, and I think they blew it. Anyways, Trucker Bobo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and and I had made that point similarly. I mean, you went out and got a David Montgomery and then drafted Jameer Gibbs, and they're just replacing two guys. And I understand replacing two guys if it's like, well, they they were a little expensive. We didn't want to invest that much. You invested way more by using the number 12 pick on a running back. I mean, look at some of the guys that were sitting there. Uh, well, first of all, let's look at where they were at 12. What if they had added Lucas Van Ness? You put Lucas Van Ness on the opposite side of Aiden Hutchinson. That's a scary combo. And nobody's going to be making fun of This isn't just Packers bias or whatever. This is stupid, and you know it's stupid. Or if you don't like Lucas Van Ness, get Will McDonald, who was there. Or how about Tyree Wilson, who was there uh, before you traded away that pick? Or how about Jalen Carter that was there before you traded away the pick? I know he's got some off-the-field issues, but, I mean, come on, man. How about Christian Gonzalez or Emmanuel Forbes, the cornerbacks? I mean, I understand probably, I mean, you know what we really need to be thinking in all this? We really, really need to thank the Seattle Seahawks. Because I think Detroit was sitting there at six and thinking Devin Witherspoon is their guy. And if he's gone, we're going to trade back because we don't really like a lot of these other guys. Right, Jalen Carter, we took him off our board. It's a lot of offensive linemen. Skaronsky, Darnell Wright, Broderick Jones. We don't really want an offensive lineman. Um, and so we got Bijan Robinson, we got Jameer Gibbs, and you know who, who knows who else that we still see as top-tier talent, and that's about it. So we'll trade back to 12. We'll probably get one of those. If not, then we'll go in a different direction. I don't know. But if Seattle hadn't taken Devin Witherspoon, he would have been a Detroit Lion right now, and instead, they end up with Jameer Gibbs. And yeah, as to the larger point about ranking the NFC North, I'm with you insofar as, again, I don't mind that people look at the Packers and go, I don't know, dude, they struggled last year. Jordan Love's an unknown. The wide receivers are an unknown. The tight ends are an unknown. I don't know. My big issue with it, though, is the fact that it's such a bad division. Like, if this was pretty much any other division, I'd be like, all right, I kind of get it. But if you just went position by position, who has the worst quarterback? 
Is it the Packers? Because again, unknown and bad are two different things. Bad goes below unknown, right? Uh, unknown probably goes below mediocre. So elite, good, if we just break it down into not quite as many categories. Elite, good, mediocre, bad, terrible. Maybe you put the unknown between bad and unknown or, or bad and uh, mediocre. But you put them kind of in that middle ground because you don't know. It could be bad. It could be good. It's somewhere in that spectrum. But you don't put the bad above the unknown. And you could you could look at that team wide if you want. The Packers are unknown. The Bears were the worst team in football last year. And as you said, the Lions also serious question marks. The Vikings question marks. And I don't even mind. The, the reason I bring up the Bears is because I don't necessarily mind putting the Lions and the Vikings ahead of the Packers right now. Not that I necessarily agree with it, but I understand it. I understand saying that the Vikings and Lions were, I don't want to say better than the Packers last year, but you certainly could easily make that case and then say, well, I don't think the Packers got better and they're an unknown. So we'll, we'll just leave it at Vikings, then Lions, then, then, then what? Packers, then Bears, right? And that, that goes back to that point again where, it, where everybody seems to just be conflating unknown with bad. It's the only way we end up below the Bears. It's the only way because the Bears are bad. Not sure what's going on here with 1265 fan, but we've got a bunch of short calls. I'm kind of not sure what this all is. Okay, that's what I thought that was, and then I saw the next one was 15 seconds. I'm like, well, maybe this is like a thing. I don't know what's going on. Nope. Nope, just 15 seconds of that. All right, let's try the third call, which actually there's four calls. Third of four, this one looks like it got through. Hey! Hey! Hi, Ryan, 1265 fan. Hi. So, yeah, I've had some ideas. I've been listening, um, you know, to the podcast and such, yeah. And I have some ideas. Okay. Um, I also have been listening to Kenny Clark. And Kenny Clark, in his locker room interview from yesterday, listened to the first two minutes of his interview. Mm-hmm. I am telling you, man, this guy is such a leader. He, he pretty much slapped frickin' Rogers in the face. Just saying. Didn't hear Talking that. about being there for your teammates and they're trying to build something and keep your technique sharp and getting to know your teammates and bonding and what a great guy. We need more like Kenny Clark. And I understand he needs to improve, especially in the first half of the year. He is a late season bloomer, I, I tell ya. But. This is Green Bay. I love his leadership. Whoopsies. So, with the draft, um, yeah, I would love to go to that, too, and I'm really happy that you're so excited to go. Um, the personalized buttons sound like an awesome idea. Yeah. I'm seriously thinking about doing that. Do with it. 1265 fan right on it. Yep. That'd freaking be hilarious. That would be. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I'm... I don't think I'm going to try to get a hotel, though, because it's going to be really hard to, and it's just they're going to be so stupidly expensive. Yes. So I'm going to try to camp. Okay. And it's either going to be at a campground that I know of, and no, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to be out. Um, right. right. Reservationed out, <laughs> like somebody calling in before me. But you can find it if you look on a map. Um, or if there's anybody in the area willing to offer or rent me a spot for my Packer truck during the draft, mm. Sleep like in the truck? near in town ish, um, 
the closer the better, but, you know, I guess doesn't need to be. That would be awesome because I can, I can literally camp in my truck. I have a mattress that fits in the bed of it, and it's a covered bed, and I could do that really easy, really easy. So if there's anybody listening that would be super cool and just, you know, might have a spot for a really cool pack of truck in their yard during the draft, that'd be, that'd be sweet. So yeah, you can just hit me up here at at the podcast. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't mind, do you, Ryan? Oh, no, it sounds great. You guys can I, have a conversation back. I and hope forth. you don't mind. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, um, that's actually a decent idea. I hadn't really thought about. I mean, I could do that with the the minivan. Just put the seats down, throw a little blow up in the back. You know, take a little nap, take a little newsy, man. It's doable. Wouldn't be uh, my favorite option, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I rambled a little too long. Oh, that's fine. Twelve sixty-five. That again. Um. So I had bad luck last year with uh, no, not last year. It would have been was it last year? No, uh-huh. two years ago when Jair got hurt really bad. Yeah, that wasn't last year. He actually played last year, so it was two years ago. So. The two times I wore my Jair jersey during a game, he got hurt both times, so I stopped wearing it. Okay. So all of last season, I didn't wear it during a game. Do you think it'd be okay to wear it now? No. Like, like really, do you think... I'm usually not that kind of person, but it was just weird, and I really love the jersey. I'd love to wear it on game day, but I, no. I don't... I don't want to jinx Jair. He's my boy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Can't wear it. What do you think, Ryan? Can't wear it. No. Okay. <laughs> so so what, what you need to do, if you can, see if you can get it signed by Jair. That's obviously asking a lot. Maybe go to training camp, see if you can get him to sign it. Um, the reason I'm saying that, though, is maybe what you should do is just hang, frame it. You know, like put it up in your, uh, if you have a Packers area. Uh, maybe it's just your house in general. Just hang up your Jair jersey as as a decoration. Just frame it, put it up, um, or just keep it in the closet. Because I, you know, I'd, I'd hate to say you can just never look at it, touch it, whatever. But we're past that. You laid the you you laid the groundwork here. All right, you're the one that told us the situation that that jersey is cursed, and when you wear it, Jair gets hurt. And I'm just I'm just telling you, you cannot wear that anymore. So. Try to find, I'm not going to say burn it, because that may have some kind of terrible consequences. I don't know what, and I, you know, obviously you're not going to do that anyways. Maybe you could try it, but you don't have to. Um, So again, yeah, maybe framing it and putting it up somewhere would be a decent alternative to just letting it sit in your closet forever and never wearing it. Because again, can't wear it. So Steve in Alaska, you live in Cantwell, huh? I actually stayed in Cantwell for three nights. Hey. Back in 2019. Wow. Would have been in uh, July of 2019. Stayed with Vivian and Scott Mayo, or Mayo, or however they pronounce her last name. Okay. Don't even know. We went to Denali from there. Um, okay. That was really cool. They had, they had a really cute Jack Russell Terrier named Elvis. He was cool. Um, and Alaska was really weird during then, too, because in the middle, it never gets dark. Mm-hmm. Super wet. Woke up at like two, three in the morning. We had a little bit to drink. 
the night before. But mm-hmm. I woke up and I went outside and actually videoed myself and I looked like crap because I was completely still drunk and yeah. also just woke up from sleeping. But it's crazy how light it was. Crazy. So yeah, Steve, do you know Vivian and Scott Mail? What do you think? Interesting story? Small world. Yeah? They were fun to talk to. Nice people. All right, well, maybe if I get up to Cantwell again, I'll look you up. It's not very big. It won't be hard. Okay, bye. This might be a decent time to maybe set up some kind of a Packernet After Dark Discord or something where you guys can all get together and chat because it sounds like you guys have a lot to talk about. And um, maybe this doesn't need to be the medium (laughs) for that. Uh, There's clearly something missing in the market that needs to be created. But hey, speaking of Steve in Alaska... Hey, Ryan, Steve up in Alaska. What up? Um, hope you can hear me. I'm driving and my, my rig has got a lot of my muffler bat on it. Yeah. And I'm coming back to Fairbanks where I got my supplies, but I had to stop at the dentist and I got a tooth pulled, so my mouth's a little bit numb sure. and kind of sore. But that's besides the point. I'm uh, calling because I was listening to you. Uh, I can't remember who you were talking to, um, but there were, uh, oh, I think it was, I'll forget, doesn't matter. But they were uh, talking about if you'd ever had a restaurant that you'd gone to or a place you went to that, you know, they really knew who you were and they knew your name, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And you were talking about you'd like to be able to do that with your butcher. No, you can. And, yes, your butcher probably is a little grumpy because that's kind of how that is. He's at least honest and open about it. Yeah. I'm impressed and proud of that. Um, but what you got to do is you just got to go in. If you're going to talk to him and ask him questions, you just got to respect the job. Right. Um, ask questions. Openly admitting that you don't know the answers. <laughs> don't don't tell him you think this <laughs> and you should see this because you know in any way because you're not a butcher and you don't know. Um, and if that butcher doesn't do what you want, then you go find a butcher that does. But don't tell him that you know something or act like you know something or imply that you know something. That that's what kicks them off because even if you're not doing it, they get a lot of people that do. It just all day long. Um, at my barbecue stand, I do my, you know, with all that, I, I get that there all the time. People come up and want to tell me how they know. Um, but on the flip side of that, uh, don't come in and say, what's your best cut? Uh, you know, they, they don't know what you like. They don't know what you're after. Yeah. You will, you talk about best cut for a pork chop. You talking best cut for something with a bone in or bone out or, you know, you, you didn't ask them this big open-ended question and expect a specific answer. Um, for me, it's people coming up to my place and saying, what's my best sandwich? Or what's my favorite thing? Man, I make all of it. And it's all my favorite. I love every bit of it. And I'm, I, I don't know what you like. Because I try to play that game for a little bit. I try to tell people, say, well, you know what? This sandwich is really good. You know, the turkey one, I got a um, turkey and bacon sandwich. Oh, I don't, I don't like turkey. Well, see, now, now what am I going to tell you? <laughs> tell you my second favorite sandwich? That would explain why it was a stupid question. Now, what do you want to buy from my store? Because you wanted my favorite sandwich, and you don't like turkey, so... And it's frustrating, and you're, it just irritates people. you got to put a nice smile on, but a butcher never has to. <laughs> it's not their job to put a nice smile on. So, yeah, ask some questions, man. Talk to them. Just, my, my suggestion is to be 
real honest and open that you respect the job that they're doing and you're really just wanting their help and there'll be like to help you out. See you. Bye. Yeah, I get it. I, it's just, you know, I don't know. It, it just seems weird, you know? Like, what do you want? Oh, you know, I was thinking maybe you and I could just have a conversation for a while. You like, uh, you like meat and stuff? Or, like, we could, we could talk. Maybe I could take you out to dinner or... <laughs> I don't know. I usually just go into the butcher and I'm like, yeah, I'll take a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and a little bit of that. Thanks. It's partly because it's, I, I expect it to be like this cool thing. Everybody's, you know, you go to the butcher and they can cut you this, that, or that. I don't even know what I want. The only thing I could think is getting like a certain hamburger blend or whatever, but I don't, I don't have any questions. I want to make ribs. So what do we need to go to the butcher for? Let's go make some ribs. I don't know. I really haven't been back there very much. I wish I had been and whatnot. It's kind of a cool thing to have a butcher kind of right down the street from me, but I uh, have not. It hasn't been my favorite cuts of meat, to be honest. And it just is unnecessary, and it's more expensive, and so I don't know. I just I don't go there very much. I guess I gotta think of reasons. I'll ask the robot. Like, what what's a good thing to go to a butcher for that freaking Costco can't give me? Hey, Ryan, this is Nico. Beautiful Friday in Clostrad, home from work. And uh, you know, this has been. Hope you can hear me. I have to go down to that. A little bit. This has been bouncing around my mountain for a while, and I just, you know, with things Packer players have said lately, I'm like, was Aaron Rodgers' problem? You know, had his douchebag. I need to go listen to these locker room things from. Four days ago, apparently. I don't think I've listened to any of them, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Seems to be a theme today. Every level of get a feeling of self worth, worth, self worth. Did it just grow to such an extent that it suppressed the entire team? I mean, you got, you got his own coach won't say anything bad about him. They go out there and throw worm burners all day, and like, no, the guys got to run better routes. Like, like, are they going to run routes with the shovel? I mean. What do you want them to do? You know? And and Rogers you know, go on the the bad slack of me show and talk about how receivers got to get line like well I mean you know so the one guy by five yards and he threw the ball behind you guys ten yards, but whatever, you know, I mean no you know, say what you want about old Tom Brady. I see that guy and I'm not even a New England fan, but I've seen him play a lot. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he would play great and if he would play bad he would put it on his shoulder. After the game, they had my ball. I believe it. I just never did that. Like, not without sounding like a whiny little kid, you know? So, I mean, even Adam, what did Adam just say? He wanted to go somewhere else and prove he didn't need Aaron Rodgers. Because he was tired of it. You know, tired of the elitism old crap. And you don't, look what Aaron Jones said. You played a couple of days
coach's kid calls the coach douchebag, and he just, oh, that's so cute. So that's kind of how Aaron Rodgers was. He could do no wrong, and yet he did a lot of wrong and didn't take no accountability for it. So I think the team is going to just skyrocket. I think the entire team just wants to do what Adams did, and they just want to prove everyone wrong. We don't need Aaron Rodgers to be good. Man, they're going to win 12 games this year. I'm so stoked. I'm running out of time. I can't call back now either, so go back. Go! <laughs> funny because you did call back in about five minutes um yeah so i i didn't hear a lot of that so let this be a reminder try if you can i know it's probably the most convenient time to call like when you're on the road or whatever um especially since that's probably when you're listening but find a way you know maybe maybe don't put it on speaker and put that bad boy right up to your ear or something you know no bluetooth just old-fashioned regular phone usage where one part goes on your ear one part goes to your mouth and then we try to figure it out from there and again if you can not be in a vehicle or outside where there are vehicles and things making noises or boats or you know windows down or any of those kinds of things um not just for my sake to be able to understand an answer but for everybody listening who has no idea what's going on anyways and that's not just an eco thing i mean it's like 75 percent of the calls i can really just not understand what's going on I will say it's kind of funny that to some extent, even though it's just kind of a fake and trolly thing, you can technically say that Devontae Adams left because of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but no, man, I get what you're saying. I got to go listen to those things, but I get it. I, I do think that there's a new energy in there, and I think guys are excited. Now, energy doesn't mean everything. I mean, it's just a component, right? Talent, execution, all those things, that, that those are all also components. And if you don't have that, it's not really going to matter. Then you become the Detroit Lions, right? You believe and you're excited and you love your coach, you love your team, and everybody's rah-rah, but you don't even go to the playoffs ever, and you just kind of suck. Maybe people buy into the energy, and maybe you throw up 50 points against the team, and everybody's excited, and it's like, oh, man, they're so good, and it's crazy. Look at all the energy. So much energy. It's energetic in there. So energetic. But it's an important piece, and we got it, and we can see it, and I'm excited about it. Why don't we take a quick break? We'll come back and see what Nico had to say on the other side of things. Shall we? We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I couldn't help it. I gotta make the rules. Right. We're gonna win 12 games next year, and that's gonna be so amazing as a Packer fan. And so disappointing to the Bears fan. Suck it, Bears fan. You guys love a crap organization. Hey, you can change. You don't have to. It's not like you're born a Bears fan. You choose to be. You can cut ties. You can choose a better team. I know a good one. And it's just not for you. And they don't suck like the Bears do. I can't wait. I'm so jacked up. Man, freaking go back <laughs> Yeah, man, it's uh, I'm I'm excited that people are getting excited because I'm getting excited, and I'm glad it's not just me because it feels kind of dumb. But I'm glad that I'm not the only one. Uh, I I just want football to be here. I want to get going. I'm kind of sad that it's like I wish we were getting a little bit more exposure of these OTAs because pretty soon this all goes away, and then we're gonna have like a month or so or more two months, whatever, before we start to see these guys again. And it's like, come on, give me, just give me a taste. But we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Hey, Ryan, it's Jersey Mike. Hey. Um, I wanted to have a conversation about something. Well, I don't really want to have a conversation. I, I just wanted to, to say something to, to people who are listening because something's on my mind. So me and my wife were talking last night about uh, moving, leaving Texas and going someplace else. I'm like, Carolina as possibly, because we just want to get closer to the family. Um, and she said something really, really strange. She goes, well, we might not even have some place to move to soon enough. And uh, she's talking about, you know, the state of the country right now and the state of the world. And I just I just wanted to give a message out to Pac Nation. Um, just, just because I care about y'all and y'all are family even. Even if I don't know you, every time I've been to a Packers game, every time I go out in public somewhere and anything Packers, I always get a go pack go. Uh, it doesn't matter if I'm in, you know, on a walking trail in, in Austin or if I'm in the middle of nowhere in, in Louisiana or, or Iowa or wherever it is. Packers fans are everywhere. So I wanted to say this. Um, just in the, in the coming months and coming years, hopefully we get the, the draft before anything blows up, but, Times are times are a little difficult out there right now, and they don't seem to be getting better. And so I'm just I'm hoping all y'all are doing your best to to get prepared for for whatever may come. And I hope that Pack Nation, you know, we all we all get through this together. We all survive whatever the coming impending crisis might be. Um, and I just I just I'm wishing for the well-being of all y'all. Even if I don't agree with some of y'all on stuff, and even if y'all don't necessarily like me, I'm just just hoping that uh, that me and my wife and a lot of people are wrong about all this, and I'm hoping that maybe uh, we can we can find a better light at the end of the tunnel here, and we can we can work through this. Um, but yeah, I just just wanted to say I'm thinking about y'all. Anyway, go pack up. 
Well, I appreciate the well wishes, Jersey Mike. I'll be honest, you're freaking me out because I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've I made a decision a while ago to pretty much bury my head in the sand, and I used to hate people that did that because it's like, how could you do that? There's These things are serious. And then I realized after 15 years that none of my worry and panic and dread fixed anything, and uh, it was kind of just horrible and miserable and angry all the time. And so now I just don't know and I just don't care. And um, I recognize that it's entirely possible that, in fact, it's, I would say, likely that I don't know what, again, I don't know what you're referring, something horrible is going to happen. I mean, it's kind of strange that it hasn't so far. You just look at human history. It's like we've had a lot of, you know, relative peace. There's been some wars going on or whatever, but nothing like massively, horrifically terrible. Um, But, you know. That'll happen at some point, and hopefully we'll figure that out. But I just, you know, things are good right now. That's what I know. Can things be a little bit tight here and there? Yeah. Prices go up and all that stuff, and COVID was freaking horrible. Um, but I don't know, man. I am uh, I am spending my days talking about the Packers. You people occasionally will even give me some money to do that. I have advertisers that pay me a little bit of money to do that. Um, and then when I'm done doing that, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to fire up my grill and I'm going to make some food. And um, I don't know, man. I, I just I feel like every single year there's some kind of a catastrophe and some kind of a horrible thing that's definitely coming. And I spent a lot of time worrying about that thing that's definitely coming. And it never came. Even if we're moving in a bad direction, you know what? So what? I can't do anything about it. I, listen, I don't, there's generally two kinds of people. You can split up people into, into two categories for a lot of different categories, but, but in this one category, right? People that believe that human beings are generally good and people that believe that human beings are, are, I shouldn't even say generally, are sort of at their core bad. I fall into that second category. I don't think people are inherently good. And so when I look out in the world and I see everyone being civilized and kind of getting along a little bit, I understand that a lot of this is fake and it's being propped up by things and in, in institutions and whatnot that are pretty much all decaying or decayed or, or fiat at this point. It's, it's, we pretend it's there, but it's completely dead. But it's kind of just holding up the civilization where we all just kind of wave and smile and we're polite to each other, even though that's slowly collapsing. But the point is I expect it. I fully expect things to be much worse because things are way better than they should be. Because this world is run by human beings, and human beings are inherently bad. And people don't like that or whatever, but that's, that's your perspective. That's why some people look at the world and they're like, why is everything so bad? There must, we must just, uh, things are causing people to be bad all the time. There are these institutions or things that are out there that are forcing badness. And it's like, no, no, that's not the case. Badness is the default. So yeah, we're, we're moving in a bad direction because we're freaking human beings, and that's what we do. We suck, and we're bad, and we're terrible, or whatever, but um, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. It is what it is. And for fear of pulling the double whammy and t- touching on um, politics and religion in one phone call, it's a lot easier to recognize that things down here are going exactly the way they're supposed to, and it ain't great. It's never meant to be great. Greatness is somewhere else. Focus on that and expect this thing to burn down. We're not saving this. <laughs> This isn't getting saved. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. That that perfect picture of how things should be, it's never going to be like that. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Because you and your neighbors suck. We all suck. So everything's going to suck. So, I don't know. 
Don't worry about it. Take a moment. Accept the fact that something horrible potentially could happen maybe tomorrow, maybe in 400 years. Accept that things are going in the wrong direction or the way that you don't want it to go, and it's going to continue that way forever. Okay? Once you accept that, let it go. Right? Grab all that stuff. Look at it. Take a real good look and say, this is all going to happen. Then give it a Viking funeral, send it out into the water, light it on fire, and go, well, that sucks. And you deal with it as it comes. I mean, but if nothing horrible is happening right now, you're a lucky person. Enjoy it. Just my perspective. Hey, Ryan, it's Nate. Um, just wanted to call in about the rule change. Uh, I don't know if you watch South Park at all, but I feel like we are just so close to playing Sarcastaball right now. If you haven't seen that episode, I do recommend going and watching the Sarcastaball episode of South Park because it is just so, so appropriate for just every time there's a new rule change in the NFL. It's... uh it's it's kind of perfect, but yeah, I'm I'm so sick of like just constantly needing new rules. Can we just play the f-ing game? We just play f-ing football. Good lord, back up. Yeah, I think that's what most football fans want. Um, and again, without going through that whole diatribe again, I mean the the the, the disheartening thing is what the NFL has determined is that the society at large can no longer stomach no longer has the intestinal fortitude to handle the inherent violence in the game of football and are trying to turn football into something that is socially palatable and considering there is no way to make football socially palatable if in fact the violence is too much the 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 nfl (laughs) seems like they've come to the conclusion that the nfl shouldn't exist but doesn't want to let it go right this isn't okay and so we need to alter it until it becomes something that's okay. But of course, that thing is not going to be football anymore, which is why we need a new commissioner. Again, it's not going to happen, but we need a commissioner that actually loves the sport. So when somebody comes along and says, look, guys are getting hurt, we need to alter the sport, they are going to get fired on the spot. Because that is something that is not said in the commissioner's office. We need to change the sport. I mean, there are ways of going about talking about potential alterations, but it is a massively serious, serious, serious thing to touch the sacred frickin' ground of the NFL in the way that it's played. But that's not how it's treated. It's this malleable frickin' thing that we don't really care about, and we're going to twist it and contort it until it becomes socially palatable to people, by the way, that don't really like football. People that like football, they like football. They've already accepted the violence of it. If they didn't, they wouldn't be fans of the game. Nobody watched it and went, yeah, I love football, and then after 10 years, they're just suddenly like, you know what? I just realized these guys are getting hurt. I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh my goodness, this is horrible. I thought they were tickle fighting in that pile. I, I, I can't do this anymore. Ryan, this is Aaron. I'm just giving you a call in response to this whole kickoff rule thing. I think this, mm, yeah, I think it's the stupidest thing the NFL's done in a long time. <laughs> um, anyways, but it's, it's, I just don't understand how, like you said in the podcast, that kickoffs. I never see anyone really getting hurt on them, um, at, at least as far as concussion goes or anything involving, like, getting hit to cause an injury. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of data that someone can throw in my face and show that, that, that I'm way off. I'm Just anecdotally speaking, I just don't remember ever seeing it, especially since there's so much scrutiny on it. You think you would know, because my first reaction would be if I saw that, if somebody got laid off on a kickoff, is, oh, now, now, now kickoff's gone forever. But I have not seen it. 
Like, I can't even remember back to my freaking childhood. Like, do I, do I remember Devin Hester ever getting laid out? Or I, I got nothing. And I'm sure it's happened. It just it doesn't occur to me. I remember seeing Rodgers lay on the ground. I remember that. I remember Kevin Cobb getting up with pulling grass out of his face because Clay Matthews buried his head in the ground over and over and over again and had to walk off with a concussion. I remember these things. I don't remember kick returners getting laid out. I, I just, again, purely anecdotal, but I don't remember it. And the only thing I can think is if I am right about this and it's not as, uh, it's not significantly more than, than something else or, or kick returners don't get hurt more than quarterbacks or whatever, um, the only thing I think is it's it's just oh, an area we can attack that nobody cares about, right? They're not going to remove the forward pass. So they're addressing this, and they're just consistently making rules to, like, change the kickoff rule that are not really doing anything other than making everyone mad and being a stupid rule. But you see the, all these players that are having ACL tears and getting hurt in that way in regards to how the field is laid out. And they won't then do anything. you get... Like, for example, when the field get colder and everything and you get players that are allowed to not listen to the training staff when they don't wear the, like, deeper cleats, that's just as dangerous, and that's actually more dangerous than anything that they're trying to solve with the game. And because what? the moment you start sliding around and it, it's a – billion-dollar industry, right? This is a massive industry, the NFL it is, and they can easily afford to have every stadium have grass fields, have them properly taken care of, and do everything they can for the field to not injure people, but they're not doing that. They're trying to take the enjoyment out of the, out of the game by just changing rules. Whereas doing what they can do to spend more money to affect player safety. And it's just the stupidest thing. And yeah, it's just, if, if down the road after they address the field issues and they still see this, still for some reason see this as a problem where you have all these owners that don't care about football and non-football people having an opinion on something they should have no opinion on. It's just, uh, I don't know. I, the whole kickoff rule is ever since I saw it, I couldn't believe how stupid that rule was. Anyways, um, have a good day and don't fair catch life and <laughs> end up at the 25 yard line for free. Okay, anyways, bye. Fair enough. I won't fair catch life. Is that a t shirt? Don't fair catch life. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to certainly repeat myself, but, um, yeah, that that is a good point. They they pick and choose what they care about, and there are other things that you know there there are fields that are known to be complete garbage. The NFL doesn't step in, right? You could mandate what kind of cleats, and I'm not even saying that they necessarily should, but I mean the whole thing just seems phony. And the way that we see them handle all these other things, even even legal issues and whatnot, you can tell it's just like a a, a kangaroo court. You know, I mean it's it's just it's fake. It's all made up. It's there, there's no structure to any of this. These are not. Why I, I'm not, I shouldn't say they're not intelligent people because I'm sure they went to the most prestigious schools and all, but I mean you're just making stuff up off the top of your head here, and it sounds to me somebody brought a, a, a an issue to you, and so you're making a big deal. I, you know, and again, this all goes back to the concussion thing. They 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 got rocked real hard by that. And and look, you didn't get hit 
because of concussions. You didn't lose a massive amount of money because some of your guys got hurt. There's a difference between being complete D-bags about stuff and hiding information and doing things under the table and, and jacking guys up full of medicine and tell them to get back out there. There's a big difference between that and doing what you're doing right now. Being accountable to your players and taking good care of them and giving them proper medical attention when they need it, that's all anybody's asking of you. You don't need to jump from one extreme to the other just because you got sued and want to show everybody how much you care. When a guy goes down, take care of him. When he's ready to get back on the field, push him back on the field. That's it. It's not just that, well, guys got hurt, so I'm going to get sued. No, there can be complete understanding of injuries and you don't get sued. The reason you were sued is because you knew about risks and hid it from people. So hiding information that people need to know and then not taking proper steps to protect your players, those are the reasons you got lawsuits. You have armies of lawyers. As long as you're willing to be honest, you absolutely can set up contracts so as to demonstrate that players are fully aware of the health risks. Make them take a class beforehand. These are the potential risks of being an NFL football player. You still want to be here? I know you don't want to do it, but I'd rather you do that and a couple people say, I don't want to be here anymore, than to just say, you know what? The NFL is just too hard. It's too dangerous. We just can't do this anymore. Just stop. Stop pretending you care. The whole point is you didn't care. Just show a little bit of care. Be honest for once. Take care of your players for once. And we're good. You don't have to touch the game. Guy gets hurt, fix him. Done. And as long as he has all the information he needs about the potential long-term effects of a concussion, we're good. He gets to decide that on his own. So ridiculous that we can't just have a nice little middle ground. we got to go from one extreme of hiding information and not caring for players to the other extreme of completely dismantling the football game to try to eradicate concussions. Like, do you not understand what you got in trouble for, you idiot? This is a prime example of just not learning your lesson. Taking them to court for hiding information. And they're like, so you're saying you don't want kickoffs? Oh, you freaking idiot. Oh. Anyways, why don't we end it there? You guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.